So now we're going to talk about Akrura. Who wants to talk about Akrura? Do we have any gopis from Vrindavan here? They don't want to talk about Akrura. They thought that the name is very inappropriate for him because it means not cruel. And they could not imagine anyone more cruel who took Krishna away from them. No warning. Just he came one evening and next morning he took Krishna. No discussion with them. No attempt, no attempt to console them. We see later also that Akrura and Kritavarma they incited Shatadanva to kill Shatrajit, the father of Satyabhama. Good, someone's reading Krishna book. So it seems he wasn't very uh, not cruel. It might have been that his general character was uncruel, but by a uh, trick of history, the two times he was cruel got recorded. Sometimes you find that people who are very cruel and very nasty can be very affectionate to their children or to a dog or something like this. Can you think of an example of someone who's very cruel to some people and very affectionate to others? Hitler, Hitler, who is he affectionate to? Ever Braun, Ever Braun, Animals, he liked... He liked animals. Dogs. Okay. Ravana, who is he affectionate toward? His wife. How many wives did he have? I thought of one example. I think you've all heard the name of him, not from Russia, from India. His name is Krishna. <laughs> the demons think he's very cruel, and he is. He's very harsh to the non-devotees, but at heart, he's very affectionate. Even if he kills the demons, he liberates them. He's compassionate to them because by killing them, he stops them committing more and more sinful activities. By which they would have to suffer immeasurably. And when you're so sinful and so bad that Krishna himself has to come and personally kill you, then practically uh, there's no end to your sinful reactions. So it's very kind of Krishna to kill them and liberate them, otherwise they have no hope. So even his apparent cruelty is non-cruelty. Why am I talking about Akrura here? Because uh, name 915 of Vishnu Sahasranama is Akrura, 
generally when we hear the name Akrura, we think of the devotee Akrura, who is very dear to Krishna. Uh, Krishna treated him with much respect. Even after that whole Siamantaka jewel episode, that Akrura had it, but Krishna spoke to Akrura very politely. So it's Akrura, non-cruel, is the name of Vishnu. And it's also a name of the devotee who is an eternal associate of Krishna. So Akrura, non-cruel. We've all heard that God is love. Is that a new age saying? God is love? It actually occurs in St. John's Gospel. So it's in the Bible, in the Christian Bible. Of all the Gospels, John is full of mystic statements. So John wrote, as it's translated into, a, a translation is as follows. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So that's very nice. Uh, a problem is that the, the theology is not very explicit. It's not clearly defined, as we have in Gaudiya theology, that the central object of love is Krishna. And we even find in the teachings of Jesus, and when he was asked how to love God, he said, well, first you have to love your neighbor as yourself. So it, it, it's not, because in Christian teachings, there's no clear distinction between the spiritual and the material. So when we talk of love, we may think of anything mundane. And in many countries, uh, the Christianity is linked with nationalism. A common saying in America, God bless America. Here in this country also, it's considered to be a really first-class Russian. You should also follow the Orthodox Church. Is Thank it not? You. Where do the Muslims of Tatarstan fit in, the, fit in there? <coughs> Tatarstan and Chechnya and Dagestan and so many places. So many. Where do they fit in? Until recently in Ireland, it was considered to be Irish. means you have to be... It's just, Irish means Catholic. But now, just in the last generation, they've wholesale rejected the Catholic Church. Anyway, the point I'm making is that people identify a religion with national identity. But as we learn from Bhagavatam, this is animalism. 
because the animals also feel this is my territory. You see someone is walking his dog down the street and he goes past someone's house and the dog inside the house comes out and barks at the other dog. What are you doing here? Get out of my territory. Swadi Kalatradeshu Bhoma Ijadhi. My Bhoma Ijadi means the consciousness that my my land is worshipable. Saeva Gokara. He's just such a person is animalistic. So love, yes, God is love. But we have to understand that that love is beyond the love that we have for anything material. Love for wife or husband or children, parents, domestic animals. Previously, people used to live with dogs, cats, chickens, pigs, horses, cows, so many animals. It was a common thing. But above this is love for God. And we, we, can, we can properly love all living beings in relation to God. In, in materialistic consciousness, love of one entity means hatred of another. I'm a good American, I love God, and I hate Russia. God must hate Russia because God's an American, right? Isn't it? Even we see the iconography of Jesus, he's always painted with a white face, but probably he was more dark-skinned. He must be like us, because we're not like those dark-skinned, nasty people. God can't be dark-skinned. Well, he is. He is. He's Krishna. And he's not cruel. But to understand not cruel, we have to, what it really means not to be cruel, we have to come above the mundane platform of consideration. It's considered very good to be good. It's very good to love your children and feed them nice chicken soup so they can become strong and happy. There was a series of books which became quite popular maybe 20 years ago called Chicken Soup for the Soul. <laughs> With all uh, anecdotes of people who had been kind to others. Supposed to motivate to be, motivate us to be kind to others. So the idea is that well, just like a mother is so kind to her children and gives them chicken soup, so you can have chicken soup bath for everyone. <laughs> but there's a problem about expressing your love by feeding your child with chicken soup. Actually, it's more than one problem. One problem is that you have to kill a chicken. 
No, you don't have to kill a chicken. You just go to the store and you buy in some plastic wrap wrapped. Do you have that in Russia now? Yes, also plastic it. wrapped up. You don't you don't kill anything. It's just you you buy. It used to be not so long ago that if you want to eat a chicken, you have to kill it. I guess the older generation in Russia can remember. And no one thought anything of it. It's just you, you pat your child on the head and caress very nicely and then <laughs> chop the head of the chicken. And no, there's, you don't see any dichotomy. So there's a problem. You're, you're cruel to the chicken. And you're also feeding bad karma to your child. So to understand what it means to be cruel or not cruel, to love or to not be loving, we have to understand from the spiritual platform. Arjuna misunderstood when he, want, he wanted to be not cruel. But Krishna taught him that he could best be not cruel by fighting. This is understandable only from the platform of eternity. Otherwise, uh, unless people actually come to the spiritual platform, then we're going to be cruel. And how cruel humans can be is almost inconceivable. We hear story. I don't know how much you hear in this part of the world, but up to the present day, there's a fascination in, at least in the English, England and America, with the cruelty of the Nazis. Here also, doing things like making wallets out of human skin. But the cruelty is not restri restricted to Nazi Germany. It seems almost anyone who has the opportunity to do so can be cruel to others. In Nazi Germany, all the people, they were, before the Nazis came to power, they were ordinary, nice people. But when, when everyone got in the mood of being nasty, they also got in the mood. And there are so many reports coming of how, yeah, there, there, there was one, uh, what's that called? The, go on, go on. Just part of American territory in Cuba, which is used for a prison. What's the name of that? Go on. Hmm? Guatemala, something like that. Whatever it is. So, so uh, ju just a, they brought people there. They brought people there without any charges. Kept them there for years. Tortured them. Kept them there for years. In Iraq, also there's one prison, Al Ghraib in which they, they systematically torturing the Iraqi prisoners, American troops. So that ten, I, I, it's not 
only Germans or only Americans, that tendency is there. In the early 1970s at Stanford University, one of the most prestigious universities in America, there was an exper exper experiment conducted in the psychology course. And some students, they volunteered to participate in this. And they made an artificial prison. And it was supposed to be a two-week experiment. Yeah. And arbitrarily, some of the students were assigned to be prison guards, and some were assigned to be prisoners. After five days, they had to stop the experiment. Because the prison guards were taking their role so seriously, they were seriously mistreating their fellow students. So we all have the spark of cruelty within us. But Akrura, Vishnu, is totally devoid of the tendency to harm others. Still, one of his names, which came in Vishnu Sahasranam earlier, is Danda, means he is punishment. Uh, I'm going to read from a quote from Srila Prabhupada, spoken in New Vrindavan on June the 22nd, 1976. Srila Prabhupada said, Srila Prabhupada, if the number of sinful men are great, God immediately starts one war, and within a few years, all finished. Russia finished, America finished, Everyone, that is the greatness of God. In this way, try to understand how God is great in every activity. In mercy, he's great, and cruelty, he's great. If he wants to show cruelty, he's the greatest cruel. No discrimination, all finished. Never mind, women, children, or cats, dogs, all finished. That is cruelty, the greatness of cruelty. Krishna came, he killed so many people, personally or via Bhima and Arjuna and others. If Krishna had not come, the world would have been more peaceful. So many Kshatriyas and others were killed. Krishna, he killed his enemies. But killing in retaliation seems primitive. They, they, Krishna could have called a peace conference with Jarasandha. There was no, there was no attempt at negotiation. He could have done some sanctions first. But no. Of course, Jarasandha attacked Krishna. So, but oh, then. Krishna. Jarasandha's son-in-law had been killed by Krishna. Who was Jarasandha's son-in-law? Kamsa. Kamsa. At least someone's reading. <laughs> His two daughters and wife. One was called Prapti, and what was the name of the other one? Can't remember. 
So many were killed. I wonder if anyone ever made a count of how many were killed. How many killed at Kurukshetra? Jarasandha 17 times brought huge armies and they're all annihilated each time. The huge male population of Dwarka in the Moshala Lila, they're also killed by Krishna's arrangement, his own kinsmen. This is how Krishna, ex I'll, I'll read a verse which, in which Krishna uh, describes himself. Samoham sarvabhuteshu namedveshosti napreha yebhajanti tumam bhaktya maite teshu chapyaham. I envy no one, nor, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all. But whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend to him. And elsewhere, prior to this, Krishna says, I reciprocate with everyone in the way they approach me. So for those who are demons, who are envious, who are sinful, they get different treatment to those who are non-envious, saintly people, lovers of Krishna. Paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya tadushkri tam dharmasangsthapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge. Krishna says, I come in every age to uplift the sadhus, the saintly people, to destroy the envious rascal demons, and to reestablish the principles of religious life. So it's not that just once in a while Krishna loses his temper, but he specifically comes with the aim of killing demons. Premeditated in the legal in, uh, in the legal system, in law, if someone in a fit of anger kills someone that's usually not considered to be as bad as someone who plots a murder and then cold-bloodedly executes it. So we have both instances in Krishna Leela. As a general principle, he comes to kill the demons. In the case of Balaram, he wasn't thinking of killing Rukmi. He himself had previously chastised Krishna for insulting Rukmi. But on a certain occasion, Balaram became so angry with Rukmi that all of a sudden, unpremeditatedly, he uh, killed him. So the name I'm discussing is Akrura, but I'm also discussing many instances of him being cruel. Because, as I explained previously, even when he's cruel, he's not cruel. He's equal to all. But if someone loves him, he'll love them. And if someone hates him, 
He'll love them, but he loves them in a different way, which is best for, the, for that sinful person's eternal benefit. Um, I'm going to read from the purport, Srila Prabhupada's purport to Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 16, Texts 26 to 30 in which many of the qualities of Krishna are listed. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, the third quality, daya, intolerance of others' unhappiness, can be subdivided into one, protection of the surrendered souls, and two, good wishes for the devotees. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord states that he wants every soul to surrender unto him only. And he assures everyone that if one does so, he will give protection from the reactions of all sins. Unsurrendered souls are not devotees of the Lord, and thus there is no particular protection for everyone in general. For the devotees, he has all good wishes. And for those who are actually engaged in loving transcendental service of the Lord, he gives particular attention, he gives direction to such pure devotees, to help them discharge their responsibilities on the path back to Godhead. So we can see that both names are there, Akrura, non-cruel, and also Danda, who punishes. So his non-cruelty is especially, his overt or manifest non-cruelty is particularly manifest for the devotees. And his apparent cruelty is especially manifest for the non-devotees. In this regard, I'm going to quote uh, from uh, a verse which was spoken by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, composed by Sridhar Swami, the original commentator on the Bhagavatam. Ugropianugra evayang svabhaktanam nrikeshari keshariva svapotanam anyesham ugravikramaha. Although very ferocious, the lioness is very kind to her cubs. Similarly, although very ferocious to non devotees like Hiranyakashipu, Lord Nrishimhadev is very, very soft and kind to devotees like. Prahlad Maharaj. An example of his not cruel nature, even toward a demon, is Ram in the battle with Ravana. That must have been the penultimate day of the battle, the, the one before the last. Ravana was pretty much smashed. Ram had completely overcome him and could have very easily finished Ravana off. It was toward the end of the day. Ram said to him, you fought well today. Go home, rest, recuperate. Come back, refresh tomorrow and we'll continue the fight. Considering how sinful Ravana had been, 
that Ram just was so mild with him is astonishing. So quoting Yeyata Mang Prapadyante Tangs to Taiva Pajamiaham, I've said that Krishna is very uh, sweet to the devotees and very cruel to the non devotees. But one example of how he wasn't cruel to the very cruel Putana, well, to a very cruel person is how he dealt with Putana. Putana. As Uddhava famously said, Ahobaki yang sanakala ku tam jik hang sayaya paya yadapya sadvi, libhegatim dhatu chitang tatonyam. Alas, how shall I take shelter of one more merciful than he, Lord Krishna, who granted the position of mother to the she-demon Putala, although she was faithless and had prepared deadly poison to be sucked from her breast. Harashara Bhatta commenting in the context of the Gajendra episode, says that first Bhagawan pulled the elephant out of the water and gave the crocodile the opportunity to let go yeah. of the foot of Gajendra. The crocodile could see the power of the Lord, could see him with his weapons. So Bhagawan gave him the chance to let go and go back to the water. But the crocodile tenaciously kept on holding onto the foot of Gajendra and Bhagawan had no choice but to kill him. But even when he killed him, he did one slice. With, with the Sudarshan tracker, quick! He didn't torture him to death. Just like in some religious systems that they have the idea that you shouldn't eat blood, so they drain the blood they hang the animal upside down and drain the blood out so that they can religiously eat meat. Shankaracharya, in, uh, in his analysis of this name, he analyzes the mundane state of cruelty, that this mentality arises from a polluted mind of a person with unfulfilled desires. These two we find in Bhagavad Gita, karma, desire, and krodha, anger, they go together. Karmat krodho bijayate, from, from desire comes anger. Karma esha, krodha esha, rajoguna samudbhavaha. So the two go together. But Shankara says that as Bhagavan has no material desire, therefore material anger cannot arise and cruelty cannot arise in him. Another commentator, Radha Krishna Shastri, says that even when killing Hiranyakashipu, it was a kind of play. The very word Leela means a kind of play or drama. Bhagavan was angry, there's no doubt. But in the back of his mind, he knew, actually, this is my eternal servant. 
And when Prahlad came in front of Narsimhadev, automatically he cooled down and became very soft. Baladev Vidya Bhushan, uh, he, as in discussing the previous name, he gives the example of Durvasa. In the incident of Durvasa, uh, trying to put the Pandavas in trouble by coming with his whole uh, group of disciples to eat, coming to the Pandavas in the forest when they had no means to feed him. So uh, Krishna made an arrangement whereby this plot came undone. But he did not take any punitive action against Durvasa. Punitive. Punish. Punish. He didn't punish. Because Krishna is by nature forgiving, he is a krura, not cruel. In Puranic history, one of the most famous cruel people is Kangsa. I'm going to quote from Kangsa's words as described in Srimad Bhagavatam. It's really ironic coming from Kangsa. A person who is too cruel is as good as dead even in this lifetime. No one likes a cruel person during his lifetime and after his death people curse him. On account of his self-identification with the body, he must be degraded and pushed into the darkest region of hell. The name of Krura indicates that he's not just not cruel, that's a, that's a neutral or negative kind of position. But he's, he's very kind, he's very considerate and compassionate. His heart is full of mercy and tenderness. And he's very sweet also. Many names indicate his kindness. For instance, Dayavan. Are familiar with that name? In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, he speaks critically of the karmis, people who are just interested in performing sacrifices for going to the heavenly planets. But Krishna is kind to them also. I'm going to read from Srila Prabhupada's purport to Nectar of Instruction, verse 10. Those who act on the basis of Vedic knowledge perform sacrifices for the satisfaction of Lord Vishnu and to receive benedictions from him. In this way, they are elevated to higher planetary systems. Such karmis are superior to the vikarmis, for they are faithful to the directions of the Vedas and are certainly dear to Krishna. And in his purport to Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 8, Text 21, Srila Prabhupada states that Vishnu is kind even to impersonalists. 
Srila Prabhupada states, Samadhi involves concentrating the mind upon the supreme cause of all, even if one is unaware of whether his actual nature is personal, impersonal, or localized. Concentration of the mind on the supreme is certainly a form of devotional service. To cease from personal sense endeavors and to concentrate on the supreme cause is a sign of self-surrender. And when self-surrender is present, that is a sure sign of devotional service. Okay, I won't torture you anymore. I'll be not cruel and finish this talk. Dante Nidhaya Trinakang Padiyo Nipata Kudvaja Kaku Shataneta Rahamra Vimi He Sadava Sakala Eva Vihaya Durad Goranga Chandra Charne Kutana Raga Harivada Tujano Yata Tata Va Nanu Mukaro Navayang Vicharayama Hari Rasa Madhirama Dati Mata Bhuvi Vilutama Nartama Nirvishama Shantakaram Bhujagashayanam Padmanabham Surisham Vishvad Vishvadharam Gaganasadrisham Meghavarnam Shubangam Lakshmi Kantam Kamalayanam Yogi Vidyanagam Yam Vande Vishnum Bhavabhayaharam Sarvalokaikanatam Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare